I'm Amy Jo Martin. Welcome to the Why Not Now show. You know that thing you've been thinking about doing? Yeah, that one. Why not now? Have you ever actually taken the time to ask yourself, what's stopping me? Let's talk it through. This is your chance to give that idea the attention it deserves and take action. Each episode, I have a chat with a fascinating person from entrepreneurs to athletes, celebrities, my parents, rocket scientists, and all walks of life. We talk through a critical time when they've asked themselves, why not now? We dissect that day or even that moment, step by step. Today's episode is all about email. How to live a more stress-free life because your inbox is not controlling your life. For years and years, I have had the weight of my inbox on my shoulders. And last November, I tried something. I actually put on an autoresponder. And I'll get into what it is and how I did it and all the things. But I thought, oh, I'll do this for a month or maybe till the end of the year. Well, the autoresponder is still on. My life has improved. I have more time. And I find it fascinating to learn how fascinated people are about ways to manage your email inbox and just start to live a little bit more free from the inbox jail, if you will. So when I set out to record this podcast, I was like, can I really record an entire episode all about email and this autoresponder. And the reason I'm doing it is because I just on a whim, one day I tweeted that I've had an autoresponder on for almost a year. And I included my email address in the tweet. So it's like 970 some thousand people potentially could receive it, but we know they won't because the algorithms, that's a whole nother episode, which was like two weeks ago. But anyway, I I send this out and the amount of emails I've gotten from people who just want to see the autoresponder has been eye-opening to me. It's been eye-opening to learn how everyone else feels the same and is willing to learn and just hungry for other potential solutions. So I'm going to share a few of mine in the episode today. By the way, if you want to email me and see my autoresponder, you can email me, amy at amyjomartin.com. Just expect to get the autoresponder. I won't reply unless there's some strong need to. So I preface that. However, it's there for you if you want to see. And you can stop here if you want. You don't have to listen to the rest of this. However, I encourage you to because there's more to it than just that. We tackle the most taboo topics on the Why Not Now show. Oftentimes, you're hearing guests share things they've never shared before. 
In the spirit of things we don't typically talk about, you should know that the Why Not Now show is supported by Poopery, the original before-you-go toilet spray. It's magic. My friends at Poopery have literally taken the smell out of you-know-what. This pure blend of essential oils stops bathroom odor before it begins. Visit Poopery.com and Why Not Now listeners get 20% off with code Why Not Now. That's all one word. And you can hear the story about Poopery in our interview with founder Susie Batiste. That's Why Not Now, episode 28. Poopery is also available at Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay, so emails are like boomerangs, right? So they come back to you and come back to you again and again. And what I've learned the hard way is that our email inbox is not our to-do list. And if it is our to-do list, then we are constantly in reactive mode, defense mode, we are focused more on the medicine versus the vitamins, right? So in order to get more proactive and on the offensive, it's important that we change something because otherwise we're in this hamster wheel type of situation. I'll never forget a situation where I was boarding a flight from Las Vegas to Australia several years ago. And I thought, okay, I'm going to tackle my inbox. I am going to get through this inbox, hundreds of emails. I didn't sleep. I just focused on clearing out, trying to get to inbox zero. I finally did it, land, and within 48 hours, it was like I hadn't even put a dent in that inbox. It was right back to where it was. And I was very tired because I didn't sleep on the flight. And there were times where I would spend Sundays trying to catch up just to have Mondays at noon be in the same place where um, you just feel like you cannot, you know, get your head above water. And I'm personally like the no scroll rule. Um, This was actually before. Now I rarely have more than five emails in an inbox. But my no scroll rule, which just added to my insanity, was that I didn't ever want my inbox to get further than me needing to scroll to see what else was in there because it would stress me out to think about what I wasn't looking at, what I couldn't see, what was pushed down that was probably important. Anyway, long story short, I learned the hard way. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So we're going to change that. So here are a few options you have. You can use them all if you'd like. (laughs) And things that have worked for me for taking back your life instead of letting your inbox own it. I'll quickly go through a few tips and then I'll get to the autoresponder last. I'll do this briefly. I'll try to be efficient because I know your time is valuable and you probably have a full inbox to take care of. Okay, so one of the ways that's been most effective in decreasing the amount of email I receive is by adopting Slack. So Slack is a platform for communication and it's an alternative to email. It probably decreased my inbox by about 70% when I was running my first company. We had employees in 10 different countries, multiple time zones going on, lots of communication back and forth. And Slack was amazing for not only decreasing the, the inbox, but allowing for other people to learn from each other 
with conversation. It organizes data, easy to search. There are more benefits than I can even list out. And instead of me just starting to list and list, I wrote a blog post about this quite a while ago that you can look up by going to amyjomartin.com forward slash life dash hacking dash slacking. So a lot of specifics in there about how Slack can not only decrease your inbox, but improve your company culture. And I just can't speak highly enough. I still use Slack to this day. I have multiple workspaces. And um, yeah, I'm a fan. So some of you might be thinking Slack's not for me or I'm already using it. So I'm not going to get into those details, but you can check out my blog post if you want more. Okay, the second thing that I have found has worked fairly well is that if you are in leadership in your company, and even if you aren't, you can definitely help change the culture around email and the tone. And that is by starting to establish etiquette internally. I'll never forget, I was working for the NBA and I was in a team meeting And one of my colleagues actually called out our boss and was kind of speaking some truth to power. And they said, you know, when you send us emails at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, it really makes us feel like we need to respond to you at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. And it wasn't that our supervisor wanted the response right then. It was that that's when she was actually getting to her inbox. So... There's another whole issue there, but anyway. But it helped because she stopped doing it. And it's amazing how you can disrupt someone's weekend and their family time and their friend time and their self-care solo time by emailing them about work stuff on the weekends. So you can just start to establish more etiquette. Also, the CC and the BCC and the cover your ass, the CTA on everything, starting to call people out on that. Responding, saying, I don't need to be CC'd here. Thanks, though. Let me know if you need me down the road. I don't need to know about this. And again, if you're in leadership, you are likely the one (laughs) that's setting the tone. So try and and establish some things that will ease up everyone's stress levels around email. Also, there's a concept called Yesterbox that Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos, created. So Tony and I used to have these races where we would sit down and see how many emails the two of us could get through, each of us. It was kind of like playing Battleship. (laughs) We'd set the clock and we'd just go because we both felt the same about how stressful and, and bogged down we would get about email. And eventually, he came up with this concept. You can go to yesterbox.com to read more about it because he wrote about it. And this was like 2012 when he came up with this. And I think he's still actually using it. And it's the, the whole idea of you only answer yesterday's emails, but you stay very on top of it, meaning that's the first thing you do in the morning is answer yesterday's emails. And you can't even look at today's emails until you've answered them. And he gets more into the concept. It's not the the route that I'm currently in, my season of life. I have evolved into the autoresponder that's helped so much, which I'll get to next. But you might check it out. He gets a ton of email. And having known him for 10 plus years, 
He responds to every single one, and if he doesn't, his team does. So it's it's pretty amazing. Obviously, he's known for customer service with Zappos, but it's worked for him. And you can check it out at yesterbox.com. Yesterbox, like yesterday. Okay, now let's get to the good stuff, the autoresponder. Last November, I decided to experiment with this, and I thought, what's the worst thing that could happen? I'll turn it off. Like, not a big deal, right? I knew I'd still be checking my inbox. The, the point was not to eliminate email from my life completely because I knew that was unrealistic. However, I also wanted to be able to answer when I felt I could get to it and if it needed my response. And what I found was that a lot of the emails that come to me don't need a custom response from me. There's usually another place or person they could go to. So you might be thinking right now, that's great, Amy Jo. I don't have a scenario where I'm in that type of environment, or maybe you work for a corporate company and you feel like you would probably get fired if you put an autoresponder on. Okay, so I totally hear you. However, bear with me here because What if you were to ask forgiveness instead of permission and actually become more effective and efficient at your job? Imagine that conversation with your boss. I know, having employed people before, I would definitely listen if I knew they were contributing to the bottom line even more with this new system they created. And who knows, maybe the whole company would adopt it. But if it works, and maybe even ask them, I want to try this experiment, what do you think? but you would do it responsibly, of course. So when I say autoresponder, or if you think of like out of office reply, I am not saying abandon and delete your email app. (laughs) Absolutely not. I am just saying, let's get smarter. Let's start working smarter versus harder when it comes to email. So what an autoresponder does is it sets expectations of when, to expect a reply when the recipient knows they'll likely be getting a reply or not. It can set expectations around what you will respond to or what you need in order to respond back to them. And it's more of just a a boundaries thing. Now, what you can do to start, and this is what I did, is I glanced through the last like 100 to 200 emails. And I'm saying like scan, glance quickly. This should not be a, you know, super intense process. And I took stock of what people were emailing me about. Now the spreadsheet person in me wants to set up a spreadsheet and start bucketing things and going very granular with this, but that's not what I'm suggesting you do. I'm suggesting you start glancing and you find the five top reasons people are emailing you. You might not even need to do this because intuitively you may already know. Like I ended up knowing for the most part at least the top three to four and then I got a few more when I started looking into it a little deeper. So go through this process and start generalizing and then start analyzing the top five things that people email you about and what they need from you And think through, is there a way you could respond in a templated fashion? Is there 
another destination they could go to for information? Is there a form you need them to fill out in order to be able to help them? And for those of you who are working for a bigger company or you feel like you have a nine-to-five job and you don't have a ton of authority to just throw on your autoresponder, this is one that I think you could really think about. Like, for example, when I worked in the NBA, I was one of very few people in the company that knew how to use a specific type of software that would pull research studies. And so I would have people in the sales team sending me emails asking me, can I pull XYZ study for them? And looking back at this, I didn't do it at the time, but I wish I would have. And I don't think Google Forms existed yet. But (laughs) what if I would have put together a form and said in my autoresponder, if you need a research study pulled, please fill out this form first. Those types of things. It would have probably saved me back and forth on average seven or eight emails to get the data I needed in order to go and help them. So having them help you so you can help them, can be automated sometimes through a form. To give you an example of a few things that I use this for in my autoresponder, if you haven't emailed me yet to get it yourself, which you'll see if you do, I receive a lot of podcast pitches you know, for guests to come on this show. So that can take several back and forths between myself, my producer, my team, the PR person and or the potential guest who's pitching themselves. I mean, we could go back and forth 10 times potentially. Also, it requires me usually to do a certain amount of research on the person. And so instead of doing that, we've gone on offense and there's a form. One of the top reasons people email me is that. So there's now a form you can fill out. And at the bottom, it basically says, we'll let you know if you're a good fit. Thank you so much for your interest. Because then we aren't required to custom email every single person back. And it's not to be dismissive. It's just for efficiency purposes. And we have all this data then in a spreadsheet because Google Forms automatically give you a nice little spreadsheet. And so all of it is there and we can have it for reference as well. Similarly, if people reach out for media requests for me to be on their podcast or some other media request, there's a form for that too. So we are asking for specific information and we'll quickly get back to that person about their inquiry, but it just helps us avoid that back and forth, back and forth. So I'm not suggesting you just set up an autoresponder and start linking to forms. The very first thing that should go in your email responder, now this is not a out-of-office responder. We have to make sure there's a difference there. We're, we're not saying we're out of the office. We're saying we have an autoresponder on for email. So those are two different things. And I think that's important to note because it's probably easy for us to bucket those in the same thing. That's not what I'm saying. So the autoresponder should start with the sentiment you are trying to convey. So it should be human, it should be relatable, and it should be warm. You care, obviously. If someone is taking the time to email you, then you should care, right? So the first things out of the gate should convey just that. So in order for me to explain better, I will read you the first 
couple of sentences in my auto responder. Hello, fellow renegade. Thank you for reaching out. For the first time in probably 20 years, I'm using an email autoresponder. This was not an easy decision. Then the next paragraph. Uh Uh-oh, what's going on? Many special projects. I go on to list the projects. And I said, to be as intentional as possible with time allocation, I'm putting email in the back seat. Okay, so that kind of level sets right there that I'm not just doing this because I'm unavailable. I'm doing this because I'm going on the offensive. And I think I'm not doing this because I'm unavailable and I don't believe people are important. I'm doing this because I'm trying to manage my time better. So if that isn't relatable, then I don't know what it is because that's pretty much everyone out there, right? We're all looking for ways to become more efficient so we can spend time where we feel it's most important to be spent. And then I think it's very important that you make it clear. It's not that I'm not checking email. You know, it's not that you have deleted email from your life. However, your timeliness of response and your willingness to respond to certain things may have changed based on the info below and the places you can redirect them potentially. Okay, next, what was important to me is to make sure I gave people a place to go for urgent requests for anything that was just on fire or super timely, right? Because you, just for my own sanity, I want to make sure if something comes in that's just absolutely necessary that needs to get to me, Um, there's a way that it can. So in my case, I have an email address for someone else on the team that people can reach out to. In your case, it could be an assistant. It could be an intern. It could be a colleague, potentially. Or it could be, you know, some alternate form. In most cases, if something is an emergency, that person will have your phone number. Or that person will have an alternate way to communicate with you, I'm guessing. Or someone close on your team. So are there really that many potential emergencies that someone would be emailing you about? I think that's worth thinking through. And then I start giving people places and other people (laughs) to reach out to for the top five or six things that they would be emailing me about. So... Uh, You can go then through those buckets where you were generalizing the top reasons people reach out to you and see if there are are alternate ways or things you could just say in a sentence or two that would probably address their question. Now, this may feel a little self-promotional or sneaky, but it's actually just strategic in my mind. This is also a time and place that you can include mention of the things you're working on and let people follow your journey, whether that's on social media, signing up for your email list, not to be confused with your personal email, and or programs that you're launching, things that you want people to know. So, I mean, it's a way to get into the pathways of people who are interested in communicating with you. So why not? And at the bottom, I close out by saying, thank you for understanding And then one of my favorite quotes by Henry David Thoreau that says, the price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. 
So we're closing out with some warmth and relatability once again. So the person that's emailing you, their time is just as important as yours. And you're acknowledging that in a way by ending with something that definitely calls attention to that idea. Now, if you want to copy and paste my email autoresponder and use it as a template, although obviously you need to customize it for the things and reasons people are reaching out to you, but just in general, kind of the opening and closing-ish type of things, put it in your own words, by all means, do it. I mean, I am 100% on board with supporting anyone who wants to just be more proactive about how they're spending their time and um, decluttering their digital space as well as their to-do list. So just to recap here, some of the suggestions I have for you. Check out Slack, which is a platform that you can use as an alternate for email and a way to communicate. And you can check out my blog post, amyjomartin.com forward slash life dash hacking dash slacking. Also, secondly, you can consider changing your company culture around email, whether that's you changing the tone as a leader or as an employee and encouraging your leadership to change the tone or um, just changing the etiquette a bit, calling attention to the fact that you and your team are spending so much time on email, which could be used to have a bigger impact on the business. The third suggestion I had for you is check out Yesterbox, yesterbox.com, Y-E-S-T-E-R-B-O-X.com. And then the fourth is experimenting with an autoresponder on your own email. And as a reminder, the worst thing that can happen is you turn it off. <laughs> and the best thing that can happen is that you have more space in your life, you're less stressed, you have email inbox zero multiple times a week. It is pure bliss, let me just tell you. And it's, a, it's an experiment. And when we experiment, we cannot fail. So what do you have to lose? <laughs> if you want to get my email autoresponder, just email amy at amyjomartin.com and you'll get it. It's not perfect, but it's worked for me for a year. So I figure it's been a year. I can, I can speak to this one. And if you have suggestions on how you manage your email, please reach out to me via social media at Amy Jo Martin on Instagram, Twitter, all the places, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm not on TikTok yet, but I might be soon. And I hear Lincoln, my son, crying upstairs. I'm in the studio right now. So that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And I hope, at the very least, this episode has given you ideas of how you might be able to give yourself the gift of time, more time, back in your day. everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Hit me up on social media to let me know what you think. I'm at Amy Jo Martin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I want to hear your why not now moments so I can share them on the show. Just send me a note to why not now at amyjomartin.com. 
For show notes and other offers, you can visit amyjomartin.com forward slash why not now. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email newsletter for exclusive content and announcements. A big thanks to Rock Salt Music for all of the tunes by the talented John Coggins. And of course, a hat tip to Richard Gruer for editing and producing the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, why not now?